Welcome to Northridge Church. We're so glad all of you are here. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm I, I'm just glad to see the sun. You know, honestly, I mean, isn't that the truth? Like, it's just nice, even though it's not that much warmer. It feels like it, um, and so that's uh, that's awesome. But we are glad to have you here. Um, I know that we have a ton of first time guests with us here this morning. We we usually do, but for those of you who are here for the very first time and your first time with us, uh, we want you to know a couple things. One, we just want to say welcome to you. We're really glad that you're here. Thanks for checking us out. Um, this is a big deal, and we know to take a risk on a new place, uh, go to church in a village center, you know, all that kind of stuff. It, it's just weird, and so thank you for taking a risk uh, to do that, and we want to say welcome. But the second thing that we want you to know is really important. We say this every time because it's so important to us, and that is that this place, Northridge Church, and not even just this location, but this group of people, this is a safe place for you. No matter where you're at with God, uh, maybe you've been walking with Jesus for a long time, you have a strong relationship with him, maybe you're just new to this thing, maybe you're trying out church for the first time, or for the first time in a long time, maybe you've been away for a while, uh, or maybe you're here and you would honestly say, uh, in fact, I just met somebody this morning, um, earlier on, that they're not even sure if they believe in God, and they were here today. And so if you're, no matter where you're at on that spectrum with God and what your belief is and what you're not sure, no matter where you're at, this is a safe place for you. And we, we love that you're here and we want you to ask questions about who God is and what the Bible means and all that kind of stuff. We look forward to that. We actually smile and get excited about that kind of a thing. And so we're glad to have you here. So thank you uh, for checking us out here at Northridge. Um, we are in the midst of a series called Breakthrough. Uh, this is our third week. And today we're going to talk about ground Hog Day, not really specifically literally, but that's what the title of the message is today. And I'll explain why we called it that here in a few moments. Uh, but before we kind of get into the, the message, we have a real, real special treat here today. I just want you to know that uh, because we have a special guest. And those of you that, that read your, your email and Northridge News and all kind of stuff, uh, you know this is, is true that we're going to have a special guest. But we have a very special guest with us today. Um, this guy, just to kind of give you an introduction to him, uh, he is one of those guys, and, and it's really apropos that we'd have him for this series because he has learned to break through physical things specific real physical things and in a pretty amazing and awesome way. Okay, and you'll see what I mean in a minute. But he's also uh, gotten really good at breaking through things in his own life, barriers and, and finding success and all that kind of stuff. He's been able to break through in a lot of literally physical ways, but also in life ways and really cool. In fact, um, the reason why it's really uh, an honor and uh, really an honor for me and for us to have him here today is because he has achieved incredible success in his craft. And you'll see what I mean in a minute. But uh, this guy has achieved such high levels of, uh, uh, attained such high levels in his own trade that he has done. He's actually been featured in many, many, many movies and TV shows, ones that you know of. In fact, if you've heard of the TV show Empire, he's been in that um, just recently. So this is, this is like a true celebrity and one of those guys that, I mean, he's phenomenal at what he does. But I wanted to bring him out here because, oh, and by the way, he also has started a school in Wanakee that teaches his trade, his craft. And so you'll kind of see again what I mean. But here's what I want us to do. Because if you think that I have passion and energy, you haven't seen anything yet when I bring him out, okay? So you're going to have to gear up and, and get your best Sunday morning like, woo, umph going because this is going to be awesome. We've got a lot of energy that's about to flow into this place, all right? You guys ready for this? So let me introduce you guys to none other than Mr. Mo. Let's give him a hand. Woo! 
brother. Thank you very much. <laughs> I usually don't work out on Sundays, but I got my workout in today. Um, 
It's so great to be here. Um, I'm just here to help Pastor Brent with the message he's, and, and we met last week, and immediately, you know, when you know when you meet somebody that's got this energy, uh, I feel like we're on the same wavelength, so I really appreciate you having me as a guest. Um, I've been teaching martial arts for over 15 years. I've been doing it since I was 12 years old, and I have a true passion for it, just like uh, you guys have a passion for the things that you do, and some of you guys have identified that already. Some of you guys are still looking for that. The things that I do with my martial arts students are three things. I've been able to achieve goals and dreams in my life because I've followed three things. The first thing is structure. Structure is having the discipline to obey what is right. So if you're a kid, obeying your parents' wishes. If you're a student, obeying your teacher's wishes. If you guys are a follower of God, uh, obeying the, the, the Bible. All right. The next thing is passion. Passion is having a positive outlook in life and having a passion for the things and the people you love. And then the last thing is knowledge, taking the things you learn in martial arts, if you're teaching, uh, learning from me, or here in church. If we can do those three things with a positive community and very specific goals, there's nothing you guys cannot achieve. So if everybody could stand up this morning, and I'm going to take you guys through something that my martial arts students do with me as well. So the first thing is discipline. Everybody say discipline. discipline. Let's be louder. Everybody say Discipline. discipline. Discipline is to obey. Everybody say that. Say, discipline is to obey. obey. What is right? right? Good. The next thing is emotion. So emotion is going to give us that self-esteem that we need to really motivate us through those goals, those barriers. So self-esteem, Mr. Dunn, what is self-esteem, sir? Self-esteem is the joy of being myself. Self-esteem is the joy of being myself. Repeat after me. Everybody say, self-esteem. Self-esteem is the joy joy of of being myself. Awesome. You guys may be seated. Very good. So those three things combined with knowledge, the knowledge that your friends, your mentors, your your team, they give you, we apply those things here that we learn in church or in martial arts, and we we put them in every single avenue of our lives. So that's my message. Uh, I'm going to pass it off to Pastor, but now Master Brent as well. Let's give him a big warm welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? I mean, he's just, he's amazing. And, uh, but what he just talked about is so true. And he mentioned those three things. He mentioned structure, and he mentioned the emotion, the passion, and he mentioned the self-esteem, and he mentioned the knowledge that we have to gain, that we would continue to grow in knowledge. And, and guess what? God's word talks about those things. Did you know that? It talks about those things. Maybe not exactly the same words, but it talks about those things. In fact, I want to share this passage that, that talks about this. It's in Philippians 1, 9 through 10. This is what it says. It says, I pray that your love, our love for God and God's love for us, will overflow more and more. And that you will keep on growing. Doing what? Growing in knowledge and understanding. <clears throat> so that's what he's talking about. In, in your understanding, your knowledge of who God is and who you are in God. Right? And that's what helps us obviously build that self-esteem that we just talked about. And then he goes on, for I want you to understand what really matters. You know what that means? Really matters. What really matters is passion. If you're really passionate about something, it's because it really matters. Right? And what we need to be the most passionate about that really matters the most is following God. And then it goes on, it says that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. You know what that is? That's discipline. How do we live pure and blameless lives? Not perfect lives, 
but lives that are honored and, and, and given over to God. How do we do that? Through discipline, through daily routines. So today, what we're talking about is we're talking about how to break through our daily routines. And I, I, I can honestly tell you, man, yeah, I mean, the first service, I was a little bit more prepared, you know, uh, because first service was like, whoo, crazy. And then so second service, I was a little bit ready, but I'm still, my adrenaline's flowing. I mean, like I was shaking, especially first service, but I'm still shaking just a little bit to go through that. And, and like he said, you're going to have an opportunity after service to try that. You need to try it. Don't be scared. We had too many, many people that were scared last first service. Try it. Trust me on this. It'll do it. And he's gonna, he has a breakable board. It'll, it'll be good. And it'll be, it'll be awesome. You need to try this. But today we're talking about how to break through your daily routine, your, your daily habits, the things that you just do on a daily basis, every single, on a normal day, not just on a Sunday, but any day of the week, and how to break out of those things. And so uh, how many of you guys remember Groundhog Day, that movie Groundhog Day? Anybody remember? How many of you remember this scene that, uh, Bill, that Bill Murray had with, uh, with the uh, Groundhog, right? You remember that scene when he's driving? And, uh, and Randy reminded me, he's running our, our stuff this morning. He reminded me, he said, you remember that line? He says, don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. You remember that when he says it? It's just hilarious. But uh, for those of us, uh, by the way, i just just curious, how many of you have seen Groundhog Day? By a raise of hand. Okay, almost, virtually every person in here. Okay, for the two of you that haven't, um, uh, I'm going to go through that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, there's just a couple. But um, for the, just a refresher, okay? The basic premise of the movie is very simple. Bill Murray is the main character, and he wakes up one morning, and he realizes that he is reliving the exact same day over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it happens to be Groundhog Day. Woohoo, what fun, right? And, and, and the whole movie is him trying to figure out how to do life doing the exact same day every single time. He wakes up to the same song every morning. The announcers do the same spiel, you know, ooh, it's cold out there today. Remember that? Okay, and they go through that spiel and he wakes up and, and, and eventually he gets so frustrated, he starts breaking the alarm clock, you know, when he wakes up because he's so frustrated about the same day. But the whole movie, and it's hilarious because of Bill Murray, right? Bill Murray's hilarious. And he goes through and he gets into this routine, this monotony, and he realizes everything is constantly the same. It never changes what's going on. And we, we laugh because they make this movie very funny. But the truth is, we get into our own lives and it's not as funny, is it? I mean, if you think about it, the monotony of our own life, sometimes we're like, ah, oh, please. You know, we feel like it's the same songs. We feel like it's the same drive to work. We feel like it's the same thing every single day, the same conversation, same stuff. And we kind of get into this routine and, and kind of it, it becomes a mind-numbing thing. Well, today we're going to talk about the problem that leads us into this kind of this mentality where we just kind of go on autopilot, robot status in life. And I'll tell you the problem to that, and then I'll talk about the solution, the solution to that problem. How do we break out of our normal, mundane, routine lives and really be able to break out or break through these things? Well, let me give you the problem first. The problem is described by a guy named John Maxwell. Maybe you've heard of John Maxwell. He's very famous, very well known. He's a, he's a leadership guru. He's a leadership expert, and he writes books, and he speaks at uh, conferences all over the world. And, uh, and he identifies one, not the only, but one of the main problems that keeps us locked into a routine, and it is this. It's something called the assumption gap. The assumption gap, Okay. What is the assumption gap? The assumption gap is very simple. John Maxwell describes it. The assumption gap is this. It's when you and I, when we as people, assume that we're just naturally going to grow. That we're naturally going to get closer to God. 
that we're naturally just going to be better than we were the day before without doing anything in particular, without trying, without working at it or anything like that, that we will just naturally, normally, that's what's going to happen. We're just going to, we can just live our lives and we're going to slowly get better. Okay. It's called the assumption gap. It's this assumption that we're going to naturally grow and get closer to God and deepen our faith without really ever trying. And so it's kind of this, you know, we go to bed and we wake up the next morning and say, hey, today's going to be better. I'm going to do the same things that I did yesterday, but today's going to be better. And that's not necessarily true if we assume that. And John Maxwell makes it clear. Not only is this assumption wrong, we can't just kind of go on autopilot and go through our day and and we're going to grow better. We're going to get better. We have to do something about it. And he says, not only is the assumption wrong, but to assume it is really bad. Because then we just get to the end or get through decades of life and we realize, I'm not sure where I was going. I'm not sure where I was headed. In fact, uh, John Maxwell says this. He, he has this quote, and this is kind of one of those hard truths. We know it's true, but we don't like to hear it. And this, is, this is what he says. He says, show me a person who assumes, and I'll show you a person who is daily disappointed. Isn't that true? A person who just assumes, okay, I'm just going to do the normal thing like I always do every day, and I'm, and I'm sure it's going to be better. Like, I'm going to get closer to God today, even though I'm not going to do anything different. And he says, a person who assumes is a person who's daily disappointed because they assume that this is going to happen, but they never do anything to do that. Okay, just like what Mr. Moe was talking about. And it comes down to this, and this is a, this is a truth that we need to understand. In order to change our direction, whether it's in life, whether it's whatever we're going in our job, whatever, in order to change our direction, you know what you need to do? Change. That sounds simple, doesn't it? It's like, well, thanks for the blatant obvious, right? This morning, I'm glad I showed up. (laughs) But as you know, we give the blatant obvious here. But the reason we talk about the blatant obvious is because we tend to talk about everything else and we don't talk about the blatant obvious. And the blatant obvious is the thing that's maybe the hardest to do. In order to change our direction, we have to change. We have to change some things about our daily activities and our daily routines. We cannot go through the same as always and expect different results. Right? Albert Einstein's definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting that it's going to be different. Assuming it's going to be different. And so we have this. In order to change direction, we need to change. Now, the question becomes, okay, great. Well, that, that's true. So, okay, I have routines. Uh, now I'm starting to think about what I'm doing. Maybe I'm not going the direction or whatever. So what is the solution? What do I need to do to break out of that? That's the problem. The problem is the assumption gap. What do I do to change that direction? What do I do to change out of that routine? Well, it's a very simple word, but maybe not easy to do. One word. It's this intentionality intentionality everything we do in life we either do because we're robots and we just kind of going through life right and or we do it intentionally okay how many of you and i don't want hands on this one all right i've asked for hands a couple of times already this morning and, and all that stuff and I, you're probably nervous because we'll have you break a board if you raise your hand but anyway uh i want you i want you to think about this do you ever feel, or have you ever felt, or maybe sometimes you maybe think you feel this way more often than not, do you ever feel like you're just on a hamster wheel, and you're just going through life, and you're just going as fast as you can, but you're not actually going anywhere? You ever feel that way? You ever feel bored? You ever feel tired? You feel, ever feel just uh, exhausted? You ever feel a little lost? Kind of like, okay, I've been doing this for 27 years, or 
you know, 10 years or five years, and I'm not sure why I'm doing it. Have you ever, have you ever gotten to that place in your life or had those days where you're just like, what am I doing? What's my direction here? Well, the way that you change that direction is through this word, intentionality. We've got to start being intentional about changing the direction of our life. And the only way we can do that is to start changing some of the small steps that we're taking in life, if that makes sense. And so um, John Maxwell actually asked this question. I think it's a really good question. I want to ask you this question. I had to ask myself this question this week. And the question is this. What are you doing to develop yourself? On a daily basis, on a daily basis, I don't mean every now and then like I went, well, I went to a conference this year. Good. I am talking about on a daily basis. What are you doing to develop yourself, to develop your faith in God, to develop your relationship with Jesus? What are you doing on a daily basis, not weekly? Sunday doesn't count. Well, it does count. I shouldn't say that. It does count. In fact, it counts a lot because it's really just the foundation. It's just the tip of the iceberg. You guys have heard me say that, right? This is the tip of the iceberg. This is just the starting point. It's got to go far beyond this. And so what are we doing on a daily basis to develop ourselves and develop our faith? Um, We've got to change our routine. Let me give you an example of this. I love how God works. Uh, you guys know that I have to, since I have to talk on this stuff in front of you guys, God knows that he needs to make sure that I really understand this and believe it. And so sometimes he forces me into that. Um, so I was, what I was doing is I, I was actually sitting in my office this week and, uh, and I was typing the message up right? Uh, I, I pray through and I plan and I research and I study the scripture passages and I, and I ask, I really try to figure out, God, what do you want me to preach on? What do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to do this Sunday, this week? And I really try to determine that. And then once I have all those pieces, once I feel like God has kind of put all the framework together, then I can sit down and I can actually put it into words and, and what I believe God wants to say. And that's what I do every week or any week that I'm preaching. And so I was literally sitting at my desk. I was sitting there typing on my computer and I finished a section and I sat back, you know, on my chair. Just to, you know how you just need a break because your mind's just being like, you know, and I just needed a mental break. And so I, I spin around in my chair a little bit. You know how you have to move your chair a little bit, like just to get some movement. And I turn around, I look out my window and I looked down at the bottom of the window, and apparently I have not opened my blinds in quite a while in my office um, because I looked down at the bottom, and there's like dust and cobwebs that have collected, you know, at the bottom. And I'm like, oh, you know. And this drives Laura nuts because she cleans like every other room of the house, like spick and spick. It never has this stuff, never looks this way. My office is a little different matter. Um, so, so I look at that, and I'm like, oh. And literally, before I even really knew, this was so, sort of conscious but sort of not. Okay, you guys can maybe relate to this. All of a sudden, before I knew what I was doing, I had already stood up out of my chair and I was walking out of my own office. You know what I was doing? I was going to get something to take care of the dust under the window, like to wipe it down. And then I literally, I'm at the door of my office walking out and I stop and I realize I'm doing exactly what God is wanting me to preach on not to do. And that was, I had completely lost focus and been intentional with my time with what I needed to do. God really needed me at that point to focus on what I needed to talk to you guys about today. And it just took one little turnaround in the chair and I saw the dust cobwebs and all that kind of stuff and I lost my intentionality, just like that. And it's kind of funny, I, I, I literally, you guys 
you guys are going to know I'm crazy now. Uh, I shouldn't tell you these things because now you're going to, you thought I was. You, you kind, of, kind of thought maybe it was true. Now you're going to know. But I literally laughed out loud in my office and thought, God, this is, this is hilarious that you would use me this way and it, to use as an example of not, what not to do. And, and so literally I, I had to pull myself back in my office and ignore the window. I apologize, dear. It's still not dusted. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, and I sat down, and you know what the first thing I wrote was? I was like, okay, God, I get it. This is the illustration you were trying to teach me now. I get it. And, and it was very obvious to me that it was very easy for me to just go into, you know those things that you just normally do in life, and you, go, you get through two, three, four things in your normal routine of life, and all of a sudden, you're not even thinking about it, and all of a sudden, you're on task number five, and you weren't really thinking about task one through four, because you just do it. You just do them. You, like you do them in your sleep. It doesn't, doesn't matter. And it's just this routine and we kind of robotic and we kind of just go, oh, I'm just going through life, just doing it. And there's no intentions. There's no intentionality of why are we doing what we're doing? And that's really what intentionality is. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? What are we doing? Why are we doing it? That's the intentionality piece, isn't it? Just like this board, and, and I didn't know I could use this as an example, right? But I, I can now, okay? But just like the board, when, if you're going to try to break a board, you have steps that you have to go through, okay? And, and, and you have to get your foundation, and you need to make sure that you have some practice runs, right? You need to work through it and make sure your mind's right on this, that you're focused on it. You know where you're going to hit that thing. Don't hit them in the hand. Don't hit it on the edge. You've got to hit it in the middle. You've got to do these things. And, and then you need to follow through. You actually need to follow through with what your commitment is to that. That's your goal. The problem is a lot of times we don't have a goal. We're just trying to get through life. And what we need is we need intentionality. We need to understand what do we need to do and why do we need to do it in our daily, everyday routine. Uh, let me give you some uh, other examples. Uh, some of you uh, have mentioned this to me. You want, you want to drink more water, right? Some of you said that, you know, as after this new year, like, okay, I'm going to drink a lot more water this year because I know it's healthier for me. Let me just tell you, making a commitment to drink more water is not going to get it done. What's going to get it done? That you actually change some of your routine. So what, what we do instead of water is, I know what we do because I do this too. It's Mountain Dew or it's Diet Coke or it's coffee or it's hot chocolate or it's whatever it is, right? Now it's like palm, whatever, palm granite or whatever that stuff is. Filled with antioxidants, oh, you know, whatever. Hey, whatever we're drinking, hey, and, and it's there. You know the only way to drink water? You need to have water. It's very simple. And so I know what I had to do. I, I made this change last year. And so I, I know because I, I had to struggle through this. And what you need to do is you need to put water next to you. If you're at a desk all day, make sure you have that full of water all the time. All the time. If you're in a car most of the day and you're on the go, you're checking you know, work sites or whatever, have the water in your vehicle. If you're, you know, wherever, where you sit at night, like to watch TV, water right there. Because why? Because what happens is I find that I drink that stuff. And you know what I do if then every now and then I forget to bring water down with me and I just get into my day, right? I'm starting to work. I'm making calls. I'm on the email. I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And, and all of a sudden it's lunchtime or all of a sudden it's supper time. And I realize I haven't had a drop of water. I haven't, drank, I haven't had a drink of water at all. And, and the re- only reason is the only, re- it's not because I'm like, I hate water now. I'm not drinking any more of that stuff. It's not because I haven't made a specific, it's because I haven't been intentional 
to make sure I have the water next to me. If I have the water next to me, I'm going to be drinking like crazy. I'm also going to visit the restroom a lot more. This last year, man, it's been crazy. Okay? I actually notice things in the restroom now. And I, I'm a guy. I don't notice that kind of thing. You know, I was like, man, oh, look, that looks kind of nice. That's cool. Uh, dear, you do an awesome job. I'm just saying. I'm a guy. I don't notice these things. And so, so I mean, it, you, we have to be intentional. If we want to make changes, we have to be intentional about it. If you want to get into God's word, I, I, I'm telling you, just deciding that you're going to read God's word and just trying to make a commitment, it's not going to work. You know what we have to do? And I, I've joked about this before, but seriously, God is not going to make it this easy, although he could, but I've just never seen this happen. He doesn't like, you know, float it down onto your desk or, you know, on the footstool on your couch and like, oh, thank you, God. Awesome. This is a Bible. Oh, cool. Appreciate that, Lord. Thank you. Now I can read it. He doesn't do that. You know what we have to do? We have to use, these are hands. They're called hands. And they have to use it. You have to pull it off the shelf. So I know it's difficult. I get it. I know. It's not breaking boards, but it's, you know, and you pull it out and you have to open it up. Okay, and I've shared this before. There's a guy named Jeff Samuelson who's been a part of Northridge for the last three years. He okay, just kind of got back into his relationship with God and, and church and all that stuff. And a couple of years ago, he was convicted by something that happened at Northridge um, that he needed to get into God's word. And so he decided, he knew that the only way to do that was to make a change. And so I've shared with this with you guys again, but I know a lot of you haven't heard that. So what he did is he decided that the only way to make sure that he did this is to make sure the Bible is always there, always in his routine. And so he took his Bible and, uh, and he laid it out on his kitchen table next to where he eats breakfast. Every morning he eats breakfast. It's his normal routine, right? And he sits there and, and he eats breakfast and he had the, the word of God open. You know what he did while he, he, he ate breakfast? He would read it while he ate breakfast. He would just read the, the word of God and he'd get through a few verses or a chapter or whatever it is. It didn't matter. And, he, and he'd read through that. And you know what he did? He left that. He didn't close the Bible and then stick it back up on the shelf. You know why? Because that's where it collects dust. And then six months goes by and you go, oh, there's a Bible up there. Instead, he leaves it open on his kitchen table and every morning he just starts where he left off and he keeps reading. And can I tell you, he shared with me and he, I made sure that this was okay to share, but he said I, he has found unbelievable insight and joy and peace from being able to do this in his life. You know, that the, you know what the key to that whole thing was? That he laid his Bible open on his kitchen table. It's not that he didn't want to do it. It's not that he wasn't good at it. It's that he just needed to make a small change in his routine. And I want to ask you, because this is probably one routine that maybe you need to shift in your life. How many of you have not opened the Bible yet this week? And last Sunday doesn't count. How many of you have not opened the Bible once this week? Okay, you don't have to show hands. That's okay. Cool. I hear you. <laughs> but I appreciate honesty. <laughs> it's good. Hey, the truth is probably a lot of us have not. Maybe even most of us. Can I tell you that the way that you will change that is not to be just convicted on a Sunday morning that I need to get into God's word. It's that you're going to get this thing out and you're going to set it where it's going to gnaw at you. No, it's sitting open like, on your seat in your car. Oh, I have to move that thing and I should probably read it, but I, right? Somehow make this a part of your routine. Somehow. It doesn't have to be like Jeff did, but somehow. 
Maybe you want to listen on your phone. I do that sometimes in the car. Listen to God's word being said through my phone, audio, as I drive. That's cool. That's a good way to do it. That's fine. But change your routine. Do something to get God's word into your soul. Because we're not going to grow automatically, are we? Here's another one. If you know that you need to pray, okay? I don't know how much you've prayed this week or if you've prayed at all this week. And praying is simply talking to God. It's not, oh, you know, uh, all this like Lord's Prayer, you know, all this kind of stuff. Although it can be, that's fine. But it's you talking to God and you listening to God. Okay? If you want to pray more, what's the one thing? A lot of you have mentioned that you want to pray on your way to work. A lot of you mentioned that to me. That's a great, I think that's a great idea. What's the one thing that generally keeps you from praying in your car? What's the one thing? The radio, right? The radio. I know that as well as anybody because usually the two, the two radio stations I listen to is ESPN Radio. I love sports. Okay? I just do. I'm excited for the Packers game. I'm like, I really am. I'm just, I'm like, mm, I'm ready. I'm so ready to watch it. Okay? Uh, I love ESPN Radio. I love talking about all this stuff. And I love Life 102.5 because they give encouragement and, and scripture and all kind of stuff. And they play worship, worship songs. It's, it's amazing. And so I listen to those too. The problem is if I get into my car and the radio's on, I immediately, I don't know if you guys are like this, but I am. I immediately am sucked in. Right? Whatever they're talking about, I'm like, oh, Jordy Nelson. Yeah, I need to hear about his ribs. What's his status? Right? I need to know if he's going to play. I know he's not going to play, uh, but it's okay. Right? But I want to know that. Or if Life 102.5 is on there and I listen to the song and I'm just like, okay, I'm into it. This is good. And it's not a bad thing. These are th- not bad things, but they will take me away from the best thing. And that is talking to my Father God and listening for his discernment and his wisdom for my life. And so, can I suggest to you one very quick and easy change to do? When you get out of your car, that the night before, whatever the last time is you're in your vehicle, make sure you turn the radio off if you want to pray in the morning. Because at least you're going to have to turn the radio on and make a decision to tune God out. And it will be a little bit harder because that's what I have to do. So make some intentional changes in your routine. It all comes down to focus, doesn't it? Let me read for you Philippians 4.8. Uh, 4, it says this. It says, fix your thoughts or focus on what is true and honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. How often do you think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise? What you dwell on in your mind, and what you're focused on every single day, how much of it is excellent and worthy of praise? I want you to just stop for a minute. I want you to think. Okay, some of you, you might have to close your eyes to do this. <laughs> I probably would because <laughs> I have to like focus. Okay? But just think about your daily routine for a minute. Literally, I want you to think through your daily routine. I want you to think, what do you do when, you first, when your alarm goes off? Or what do you do first thing in the morning? What do you do throughout the morning? What do you do at lunch? Who do you sit with? What do you talk about? What do you do while you're eating? What do you do in the afternoons typically? Who are you with? Who do you talk to? What's your attitude? What's your mood? Supper. Again, what are you doing during supper? Who are you with? What are the conversations about? Evening. What are you focused on? After your kids go to bed, what are you doing? Once you're about to go to bed, what are you doing? 
Do you see some of your routines? It's easy to see when you stop to think about it, isn't it? Now, here's my question. What is your ultimate focus with all those things? With all those routines in your day, what is your focus? Because what our focus is, is the direction we're headed. And for many of us, me included, there are changes that need to be made because I cannot assume that I'm just getting closer to God by just going through life because that's not how it works. God says it's going to require some effort, some commitment, some time, and some changes in your daily routine. (coughs) Philippians 3.14 says this. I love this. This is one of those that I would definitely maybe memorize, write down, whatever. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Okay? What is the heavenly prize that he's talking about? What does he mean? We're reaching the end of the race and we're going for the heavenly prize. What is the heavenly prize that he's talking about? You know what he's talking about? He's talking about eternity with God. That's the heavenly prize, is eternity with God. I brought a rope here this morning and uh, we've got all kinds of stuff. We've got boards and they're breaking and flying around. We've got all kinds of stuff. But I brought a rope this morning to illustrate this. Okay? I want you to see this rope and I want you to think about this rope. Uh, and I want you to just imagine with me that this rope goes on forever. Okay? It doesn't. It's tied to a mic stand over there, just so you know. Okay? But I want you to imagine for sake of this illustration that this rope extends that way forever. It does not end. It does not stop. Okay, that signifies eternity. And I want you to see this little spot right here that has the red tape on it. Okay, this part of the rope illustrates or symbolizes my life and your life. Okay, in the scope of eternity. Okay, this is our lives. Very, very short, very small. The Bible says our life is a mist. It's just, it's so quick in terms of eternity. Not that it's worthless. (laughs) Completely God believes the opposite of that. He knows how valuable we are because he created us. But he says our life is a mist. It's so quick, so fast. And here's the deal. With our routines... When you think about your daily stuff, everything you do on a daily basis, on a regular basis, what our tendency is, and I know because my tendency is a lot of times to do this as well, we tend to spend our time, our money, our energy, our worry, our focus, our hopes and our fears and our dreams are all tied and wrapped up in this little piece of rope, this tape. We worry about our lives here on earth all the time, don't we? And our daily routines show it. Because what we are doing here, we are building this life on earth. Now understand, I am not saying that this life is not worth anything. I'm saying it is worth everything. I have a wife, Laura, I love dearly, three kids. I have you guys. Honestly, I care and I love about you guys so much. I mean that. I want nothing more than to to be able to serve you guys. This life matters here on earth. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it doesn't matter worth a hill of beans compared to eternity. And the value of this life is what we're doing in this life 
to invest in this life. If that makes sense. But I don't want to stay philosophical. (laughs) Oh, cool. Okay, so we need to live for eternity. I got it. Go Packers. (laughs) Right? It's got to go more than that. It's got to go beyond that. It has to hit our daily routines. Because if we leave here and say, okay, we need to live for eternity, and we do nothing different. You know what that is? That's the assumption gap at its worst. And we will not get closer to God, and we will not experience eternity like God wants us to. We'll miss it completely. Let me ask you this. Do you want to live for this? Or do you want to live forever with God? When you think about it, it should change our intentionality, shouldn't it? What are your daily routines? So the question is simple here this morning for you guys. I just have one question. What needs to change in your daily routine? What do you need to change about your daily routine? Okay, just think about it this way. If I could twist it just a little bit, that question. What have you done each day this week to develop your faith in God? What did you do this past week in any one of the days or several of the days? What did you do this past week to invest in your relationship with God? Maybe you have an answer for that. Maybe you're not sure if you did anything. Regardless of where we're at, if there's nothing there that was invested into eternity, how can that change in your life so that you can get yourself closer to God because God wants you to and desires nothing more than to be in relationship with you? We can break through, but we need to lean on God. Remember that we just sang Unstoppable God? And it says, with God, all things are possible. God is unstoppable. We are unstoppable if we have God in our corner. But we need to make choices, intentional decisions to put our routine under his authority. So whatever that means for us, I hope you'll be honest with yourself and with God to do that. Let's pray.